<laughs> Move. Watch out. You might get attacked. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ramblecast. It's your good friends, Jack, Chris, and Nick. And live. Live. And minus J number two. But recorded. Jay? Yes. Yeah, and, and recorded this time. And we're going to. We'll keep this. We'll keep. We'll keep this copy, <laughs> and the other copy will never be heard, unless Ever. I might put it. In a, I might put it in, a, in Al Capone's vault. All right, mm-hmm. and just it, hopefully Geraldo will come around someday and never yeah. find it. Exactly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Evening, gentlemen. It's been a little while. Actually, it's only been about five days, but it's been a little oh, while. Yeah. And Matt, um, for people who want, Matt is on vacation. He lost his dog today, but the dog was found. Yeah. So Matt, did, so Matt did everything he could to lose the dog, but it was found anyway. So I, I yeah, I, I read the I read the text ring. It looked like uh, he was running around frantically at like four o'clock in the morning trying to wrangle his dog. Yeah, and he had to get had to, had to, had to catch a flight. Yeah, and so where is he off to? Cleveland? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> he's yeah. he's going to uh, California. He's going to. Uh, Berkeley, right? Yes. Oh, that's right. You did say Berkeley, yeah. Oh, I, I get it now. There. First in first in flight. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Flying the right brother's plane. I did love who was it? Was it Sherry or somebody that, that actually believed that he was leaving the Rainbow yes. cast? And that was so funny to me. <laughs> we yeah. like Matt. Yeah. You know, I, I not to call out Jay, but there was no nobody who said, Wait, Jay, you're leaving the you're leaving the podcast? I mean, I, I didn't. I I didn't see anything. Did you? Did you guys see it? Hey, no. yeah. There was. There, Who's there Jay? There's no protest. Yeah. Who's no. Tim? Who's Tim? Tim. So yeah. yeah, you know what? You know what's funny? Like, what? Where is Tim? Like, what's he up to these days? I saw his wife posted a beautiful picture of him uh, for Father's Day. Oh, did right, you guys see yeah. that? I saw that. Yeah, the green screen Tim. He was fully dressed and like. Superman with a gear, a green screen, like he is flying. Like I want to know the story behind that photo. Yeah, I haven't heard from him around the Super Bowl times. Last time I heard him, because he said he did text me and say like, "Hey, I, I think I want to come back for like an episode." You know, like just like uh, one episode. And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." And I just he's welcome up. back. He's welcome back anytime. Well, he, maybe this should be the test. Maybe that like this this episode here should be the test to see whether or not Tim is going to come back. Tim, if you're listening, shoot us an email. I don't even know what that email is. Marriedmanpodcast at gmail.com. That means I'll have to check it. Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Because people could I mean, be sending us feedback, and I just keep forgetting it's checked. But we do, we do live in the in the, in the uh, t- the age of technology, so you feel free to text as well, Tim. I, yeah, I miss they, you. give our phone number. And I, I don't know. I don't know, if I, mess, I don't know if I mess him. But. I kind of do. I kind of do. Like, I, I, I enjoyed his, his, uh, his take on many things. I enjoyed his humor. Oh, yeah. um, for 10 minutes. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, ever, I'll forever be remembered for Bun Patty Bun. That'll be on my no, grave. That's true. Yeah. Like some of the greatest of old school memes from this show come from Tim. Yeah, he does. He has, he has a really good mind for exactly because like most of us probably wouldn't have exploited Bun Patty Bun the way he did. Oh, no, no. He didn't let it go. Yeah, and it's just well, it's, and now I and I don't let it go now because when In-N-Out had a problem in Texas, they had to recall all their buns. Yeah. All their their patties or something like that. So whatever it was, like I, I like to ask the listeners um, and people on the on the Patreon group um, to, to what what are your theories? What actually happened to Tim? So I will share my my theory that I just came up with six seconds ago. Um, 
I feel like the infamous um, double date with the friends. Remember that? Oh yeah, oh, remember yeah. Remember the oh, wine the dates? Tree. Oh right, yeah, yeah. They, I, they I went think that, that's right. I think that may have blossomed into something bigger. Mm -hmm. Oh, little cult. Little so, so, yeah. so now, so now he doesn't have time. Mm -hmm. I, th I think is, maybe is he's it being. A, is, it a, is it a podcasting sex cult? I I don't know. I don't he's know. Spreading, well, Jack, spreading. I never. Or called it a sex cult. I'm, that one's on you. That's on you. No, wait, no, but, I, I, I thought I, I heard Nick say it. But I'm concerned for Tim's well-being. Um, <laughs> I I would really love to get like a, a check, you know, a, a wellness check on Tim. So Tim, if you are listening, please reach out. And uh, for everyone else listening, I want to hear what your theories are on uh, Tim's disappearance. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. Speaking of a uh, bun, petty bun, I, uh, a coworker of mine. Speaking of sex cults, that Nick no, was no, one that brought up. That would have been a much better story, though, than this one. <laughs> uh, her doctor advised her to get onto the keto diet, which I could never do because I'm just not that disciplined. The what diet? Keto. Ketosis diet. Ketosis diet. Yes. What is that? You cut out all carbs and sugar. Isn't that the Atkins diet? I think you can still have sugar on the Atkins diet. It's similar. So similar. what? I mean, uh, you, ahead, Nick, you, you, you should explain it. Your friend's going on it. So like, you trick your body. Yeah. You, basically, carbs are, are the enemy. And instead of going on a carb-based diet, which most Americans are on, you go to a high-fat diet. And you're still getting energy, but you eat. Bacon! You eat, exactly. You eat a lot more throughout the day, but it's because you're not getting that, that pure energy from carbs. You have to generate it from fat. And that's what she did. And so I was over at her house the other day, and she – you know, it, part of you are like, man, I kind of want to try this, but yep. then you start thinking, you start thinking about like what you're giving up as well, and you're like, I don't know if I could do that because like what she made me was like minced chicken with a lot of cheese wrapped in bacon on some kind of lettuce, and I was like, man, this is good, and it's, I know it's not the healthiest thing for you because it's bacon, but still, like you're not. Well, it has lettuce. Yeah, it has lettuce. But I mean, that was just like something, you know, she's, and you lose weight because of it. And they, they say it. But, it how, helps but how long do you have to be on that forever? Well, it's just, it's just a lifestyle like the paleo diet or anything else. So you, you have to stay on it. That, yeah, that, you have to that's, stay that's, on. that's the, that's the key. And you know, um, Raf Castillo from mm -hmm. the, uh, the Jan and Jack group, mm -hmm. he's doing it right now. And, uh, I think he's actually been very successful with it now. So I took it. I took a, a plunge. I fell prey, not prey. I fell for one of the Facebook advertisements, and I was like, "I'm going to look into this." What, was it interested. a Russian? Was it a Russian advertisement? No, it wasn't one of those. <laughs> but right. like, if, if you look on your Facebook page, especially after listening to this, you're all you're going to see is ads for it now. Um, is there's all these different dudes who are these buff guys who have gone through and done keto, um, yeah, okay. the keto yeah. diet, and it's like for 29 bucks, you know, get our our startup guide on how to do it, and I was like. Okay, like what's sure? Let, let let let's spend thirty bucks. Let's get like at least and they get they they say oh, we'll give you like a recipe guide, all this stuff and some introductory videos. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Thirty bucks. I have spent far more and received way less <laughs> in the past for <laughs> for uh, for certain things. So I was like, I'll I'll give it a shot, right? So this it was not a sex sex cult. No, it was not a sex cult. So, but here, here, here's the, well, here's I, I the, think so. the not hook. for $30. It's like well, $40 know. for a sex here's, cult. Here's the, here's the hook. So I, I, I bought the introductory package for it and it, it is legit. Like it's a legit business. Like they, they will give you the, the right resources, et cetera. But you pay the 30 bucks, right? 
and you get an email immediately with your welcome kit. And the recipe book is like three things. And it's like, if you Water. want to, if you want to purchase the, the full recipe book, it's an additional 1099. And it's like, if mm. you want to get these supplements, it's an additional 1999. So I'm like, okay. So they, they hook you in the realistic, like, so it's a, it's a money grab. Yeah. Mm. They hook you in the realistic, like you'll get this for that much money and you, and you get some good resources. You get some videos you can watch. Um, but it's just so involved, right? Like whenever you're getting involved in these types of any type of these, like these, the keto diet, the Atkins diet, any of that type of stuff, like it's, it's a commitment not only to, to eat that way, but to prepare food that way. Like it is not easy, especially if you have, you know, a family with kids and you have to like either. Well, that if you've had a, a life lifetime of eating one way. Right. Right. And it's, it's difficult, but the science behind it is actually really, really smart. And I, I did a lot of research on it as I was kind of like looking into it and it ultimately did not, I chose not to do it. Um, I did a lot of research on it and it, it's a legitimate thing. Like there are certain medical professionals that say it's, it's actually a very healthy way to, to carry on. The downside is you have to do it forever. Like that's, you can't back down. You have to do it. I, I used to do it. I used to do that diet called exercise. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just that like, it, it, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I'll do it. Because like, like a lot kind of diet, you would think like, oh, I'll do it five days in a row where I won't eat sugar or carbs. And then like maybe on Saturday, I'll have a pizza. No, you can't do that with keto. Like you, right. can't, there, you can't. There's no the cheating. Rules. There's no cheating. No, no cheat cheating. day. That's what sucks about it. Well, I know when I, when yeah. I was ref when I was refing and I would do like, so like eight, nine games in a weekend, some college youth games mixed in, I'd lose like eight pounds. Sure. I mean, I'd lose well, and, and, like eight pounds. And then by the end of the week, I'd kind of slowly build back up again. But that's what kept the, the weight off. And, and here, here's the attractive thing to keto, right? Or any other similar diets in, in that along that vein is that it amplifies the effects of eating and exercising the right way right so right. It, right. it gives you a boost right so like because ke the keto diet what it does is it tricks your body into what they call ketosis right so that is when um your proteins are your your fat cells are being broken down um and going into ketosis which is the higher um uh uh, was it uh, I forgot metabolism metabolism so Nick yeah. Nick you you would actually would probably be a little bit more in line with this too because diabetics are in fear of going into diabetic keto, uh, keto acidosis right? right so it's breaking down the amino I, I, I know an absurd amount about this just because of my former career but mm -hmm. um, like kids with diabetes they have to be careful because of uh, when when the when the bodies are looking to break down sugars they're breaking down the wrong things and you get um, high levels of key, uh, uh, keto ketosis or keto acid or whatever it is, blah, blah, But so it's almost sounds like Cobra Kai movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, but when, but when you're pairing it with the right exercise regimen and the right foods that you're eating, scientifically, the keto diet is actually spun on and it will actually change the way your, your body makeup works and how, how it burns fuel. Um, but, but again, the biggest downside to it is that you're on it. You got to stay there. You can't, Wayne, you can't jump off. And for anybody who has a family, it, it's great if you're living by yourself and you can manage your own stuff. But when you have a family, wife, oh, yeah. kids, whatever, it's <coughs> nearly don't, impossible. I don't want to eat this. Right. <laughs> it's tough. I, mean, I I think I said last week I went up, up to like 192, 193. Basically, all I did was cut back on cookies and crap and fast food. Yeah. And I've dropped 
another eight or nine pounds. And I'm not because I'm working out, but it's coming back off again. Yeah, that's all. That's the same as me. Like I like I think I said that maybe not last episode, but one before was that I was at one ninety four, one ninety five, and uh, and I basically I cut down to one soda a day now, and I'm eating a lot smaller portions, and I'm already at like one eighty eight. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's just it's just retraining yourself and re. Yeah. And I think like I I tell people I said don't try and just a pound a week. Yeah. Don't don't try and do like ten you know five ten whatever it is because you're gonna get it's you're gonna get frustrated. Just pound a week here, pound there. It's yeah. it's so like said, weird. Like said, for me, it's just I, the lack of not being able to exercise like I used to. Right. Like it's so weird that you brought this up, Nick, because this is something that I've over the last forty eight hours I've <laughs> actually reengaged. Right. So not the keto diet, but um, <laughs> it's funny. Like I I spent uh, Father's Day at my brother's house and. Um, you know, you get pictures taken and, and you, you with family, friends of people who are in good shape. And like, I, I got the pictures back or not. I got, I got the pictures back. What am I in 1985? I saw the pictures. Minutes I, after I went taken. down the photo mat. Yeah. Got right. The pictures back. I'm it was great. The pictures and took I'm me like, a week. God, I'm like, God damn, dude. Like they, they gave me two prints. <laughs> I'm like, what, what happened to me? Like, I'm like, like shit. Oh, shoot. Like, shoot. I'm just like, Shoot, I'm not gonna stop this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm just like, shoot, man. Like, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I don't look good. Like, I, 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 sure enough, I hopped in the scale, and I've said this before, but I, I get this way every once in a while, and I'll, I'll jump on the scale and look, and I'm like, oh my god, like mm-hmm. I'm literally the heaviest I've been in a long time. Like now, oftentimes I can, I, I can hide it. You, I don't know, I carry it well, I guess, and people who look at me don't think I weigh as much as I do, but actually I weigh a good chunk of change. I weighed in at 237 the other day. Wow. I wouldn't have thought that either. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I would have said 240, but that's me. Thanks, bud. <laughs> like, I mean, again, I, I mean, I'm six feet tall. I, I'm not like, I'm, I'm just solid. Like, I'm not like, yeah. I don't have like a big beer gut or anything like that. I'm well, just like it, a solid, it you know, distributes. yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I distribute it well. So I'm like, Oh my goodness. And I, I've, I've come to the realization and this is another age thing. Like, I don't burn calories anywhere nearly the way I used to. Like there, there's a time where I could do whatever the hell I wanted. Right. And I would hover between, you know, 195 and, and 205. No problem. Like, and I'm six feet tall, which is still a bit more than I should be, but I didn't have to do anything. I have to work at it. Like I would be active in a sense where I'd be like the, the, the things that I would do would be enough to burn the energy. And I was like, Oh my God, I, I got to figure this out. Cause at this point I'm like, I went to tie my shoes the other day and I was like, Oh, what, what is that feeling? Like, <laughs> like, why, like, why, why, why I'm not a hundred. Like, what not. is that? Like, why did I just breathe heavy? I just tied my damn shoes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so, so I'm, I'm on this kick now or I'm, I'm, was, was it, was it, was it sock, shoe, sock, shoe, or was it a uh, uh, sock, 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 shoe, shoe. shoe? I can't remember which one it was, but, but I did, I, I did do that you probably, recently. You know what? Cause you, passed out <laughs> i did i did do that recently and i i remember i was in the middle and i realized what i was doing i, I kind of chuckled a little bit i was like i'm gonna do it the wrong way so, <laughs> so i did the sock shoe sock shoe um but so <laughs> you showed them so i'm i'm 48 hours into um managing uh my intake and i'm using a really cool app called the lose it app and it's been around oh. for a while you might have heard of it um but uh over the last two days i'm averaging under 400 calories ish under budget 
Oh, so, yeah, that's good. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like you said, Jack, you, you mentioned you shouldn't do it like all this one huge like lump. You got to like no. lose a pound a yeah. week. Because then, then, it be- then it becomes easy. Yeah. And that that's actually the goal that I set for myself to lose a pound a week um, to hit my, 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 my first goal that I want. Um, and what the app does is cool. It actually gives you your budget based on your height, weight, age, the whole nine. Um, so my calorie budget is 2,200 calories a day. And I've been under by four or five hundred each day so far. Two days. Good. In a row. Yeah, so. I, I think I think yeah, I, I think if you really want to lose, like just like a, just set it at fifteen hundred, and you're good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, that's, it's that's when, you, when you get when you get older, it's harder to burn off. Like you said, oh, it's harder to goodness. burn off the calories because I know when I was again refing, especially the college games, for me to keep up with those kids, I literally would go on the treadmill four or five times a week, work on mm-hmm. the Bowflex. I was skating a lot. And I could keep up with them. I mean, it was hard. I mean, I would, I, you know, I, it, was, it was a lot of work. But if I wasn't doing that, but even then, I was, still wasn't burning off the calories that I used to. I mean, I used to lose a lot of weight when I'd rep all those games. I mean, I would be, yeah. my wife would go, here, eat. You look too skinny. Right. Like, you know, I was skinny. Of course, I was in my 20s and early 30s. But, like, you know, when I did archaeology, I was always you know, 170 pounds, 175 pounds. And, but I was outside. people were digging. People were digging you up when you were laying down. Well, hey, we I, found something. Yeah, I mean, I was digging. Yeah, and and yeah, a friend of mine, I, I want to move back, you know, to Tennessee or the South at some point, and really Eastern Tennessee or, or Western North Carolina. And a friend of mine was like, "Hey, like, there's a job opening up for what you do, exactly what you do at this place. If you want to apply to it." And I said, "Well, I was like, I don't want to be in a chair all day long." And I was like, that's what I'm doing right now. And I've gained 15 pounds because I'm sitting in a chair all day. I was like, I would like it. It's like, I don't mind taking a job, but I want some kind of guarantee that I can do some outdoor field work right. some of the months of the year. Then there were, he's like, oh, I think this is just an all chair thing. I was like, uh, you know, it's okay. Cause that's what I just, I just want can't you get, can't you get one of those, can't you get one of those bouncy balls to sit on? Just, exercise <laughs> balls. Well, that's I've what, seen, you know, I've seen those videos. The fad out here now is everyone is renovating their, office spaces into standing desks yeah because, because you know you can you can sit for an hour and then you can stand for an hour and so it keeps you a little bit mobile <coughs> and it's having some you mean something trendy results. in california yeah never mm-hmm. california's okay. never trendy all right <laughs> but uh yeah yeah the, the, it, was, it was someone saying that the um that if you sit at your job for eight hours a day at a desk, it's actually as dangerous to your health as cancer was a quote that I recently saw. I believe it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like if you look at me in Comic-Con 2009, that was like the peak of me doing archaeological work. And you can see my arms. I actually have some definition of my arms. I have a little bit of a sun color because I was outside a lot and I look healthy. Of course, I'm 28 at the time too, but Compared to now, it's like, oh, it's like, like I'm not doing that anymore. And I kind of want to get back to where I'm, you know, with a shovel and digging and, and doing things and getting some just exercise. So once, once you stop, it's hard to get back into it. Yeah. My, my new, my new, not new job, but then I moved locations. So my, where, where I work now, I was used to be in an indoor mall, right? Um, your, your traditional indoor mall, it just like, Sucks. all the all the food the amount of walking that you do is just to take the escalator up to the food court right and eat like crap right um but w- of which i always got a salad um <laughs> but uh it, it was fried but i got a salad I, i'm now in uh an outdoor lifestyle center 
as they refer to it. Um, so I can see the sunlight, which is nice. But also, if I'm if I'm on break or whatever, I just go outside, to walk. It's nice. It's actually a nice little change. It remind, that reminded me of uh, when I was in India because uh, last <clears throat> last January 2017 is that we were going to a wedding, my mom and I, and so they were providing the food for us all the time. And Americans are so spoiled in that breakfast, lunch, and dinner are very distinct meals. They're different. India, you basically eat the same thing over and over and over again. And after about three to four days, mom finally snapped. You know, she's like, can we go somewhere, please, to eat something different? You know, and like, so <laughs> we got an Uber and uh, we went to the mall. And in the food court there, there was a McDonald's. And so mom was like, oh, my God, yes, there's a McDonald's. And you get there and you totally forget as an American that you don't eat beef in India. It's illegal. <laughs> so you get up there and you're like, no. <laughs> Sorry, mom. It's the same thing here. Yeah, it's like it's like you can have a chicken sandwich or a chicken sandwich, and you're just like, <laughs> "That's it." Yeah, that's it. Or did you our, see the video? What? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was I was gonna say it, there was a video out today, and it's pretty tragic. This this guy, this these, it's I think it's India. They have this mom's. He's a pallbearer, and his mom's, and they're going up some wooden handmade wooden ladder type thing they're carrying her up to take her to the top the ladder collapses the casket comes down and crushes and kills the son oh i mean it's i mean i i i didn't realize that they were going to show it even though it's i well if i would have read it before you know beforehand said graphic i said oh how bad could it be but you don't actually see the sun you just know that he's at the bottom of this pile and the casket comes down and and kills him i said god that's just terrible it just, just sad. I mean, it's just only because you were talking about India did it. Yeah. Did it click, but I was like, oh my god, that's just horrible. That's awful. It's terrible. I mean, but you see the ladder, you're like going, what were they thinking? Because it was just some flimsy bamboo type thing that they were carrying up the thing, and it was just too many of them on it, and it gave way. You guys go ever. I mean, I highly recommend it. Go to India. Go to Southeast Asia. You will see so many things that I, people, I, I, would, I, 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 people would flip. Their I lids watch, in I watch States, amazing. I watch Amazing Race. Yeah, it's just like you know when you see a, a tuk tuk um, or a rickshaw. Yeah. Um, or when they all like, jump on the train. Like, yeah, and it's like ten people on that, or like the train exactly, and there's like a hundred people in one car, and you're like, oh my god, like how do you get on that thing? And that's what she said, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you better hold on. <laughs> But it's it's just because it's just so obtuse to us, you know. And like you know, people in L.A. or New York or even probably Boston, like you know, you complain about traffic, and you like you go to Delhi, and you're like, I will never complain about L.A. traffic in my right. life again, you know, because it's nothing. It's nothing because like we we will sit through what two three miles of traffic, and that ruins our day. Try like twenty miles of traffic, and you're. I, like, I have days that are ruined. I haven't been in traffic in a long time. <laughs> I can't. I can't stand it. I, it just irritates me to no end. And that's what it would kill me being on the amazing race. I just, why is it not moving? Well, I, I will say that it's, like, it's just crazy. Boston was recently rated the worst traffic in the country. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Something to be proud of. It's a good thing you don't live there. <laughs> At least you went in something. <laughs> well done, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a funny story to tell. It's not really so funny, but sure. we're dri- my wife and I were driving to get, she had to get some. We're having my daughters have uh, my oldest daughter's having a baby a couple months. And so we're having the ba- baby shower here. And so my wife, to save money, has been doing some 
things, her own crafts and stuff like this. She did this one thing that ended up probably costing $80. If she just would have bought it, it would have been $30. But I had to say, hey, it looks good. Looks good. Hmm. She just kept running out of ink. I said, would it have been cheaper to buy it? You don't say that, Jack. I said it. But, oh. I, but I said it in a joking way. <laughs> but it, but this one looks better than the one you would have bought. But anyway, so we're driving get this this these 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 she had these uh thank you cards that she's designed and stuff like that, which are great. But we're driving there and we have a we live on a golf course and there's a driving range and they don't have a net on one side. Oh. The side the side where the traffic is. They don't have a net. <laughs> And why, you have to why have would you not have a net or the side I have no I, I've been saying this for the longest time we've been living here 16 years I go I can't believe cars don't get hit driving this way or people walking or pe well today my car got hit Ugh. I look up I said I said Damn this it. is a Lexus yeah and it got hit <laughs> it gets hit I pull over and my wife goes she goes don't you go cause any problems I go which cracks me it takes me like 10 minutes to get out of the car who am I gonna go beat up but I look, I'm looking, I go, no, I'm looking for damage. If damage, they're going to pay for it. Someone at the, uh, the driving range is going to pay for it. But it just left marks, like rubber marks, whatever's on the golf ball. On, on, it didn't scratch, it didn't dent it. But if it hit the windshield or the window, jogging by, I go, what if it hits one of them? It could kill somebody. Yeah. I go, there really should be a net. Up, and then I'm thinking, and then there was four people there. And so he goes, why are you staring at him? I go, you know, one of them did it. <laughs> I go, it was a terrible. I mean, it was, she goes, was it a slice? I go, no, a slice would have gone to the, to the uh, left. I, right. I, I go, the, the right. What well, depends if you're like running your. Life. Yeah. Okay. Right. I go. This was a pull, a bad one. I go. I don't know how you get it. It, it was hook. A, a hook, a hook. Yeah. I'm thinking baseball where you pull it, but I go, it, it was terrible, but I, they, no one would look up. It was goes, Jay. She goes. <laughs> I, I missed like half of that story because all I could think of was the ball hitting and then Jack going, "This is Alexis. This is Alexis. <laughs> she hit my well, Lexus. My my grandson does more damage to the car than the golf ball did. But it just it just I go, I go. What if that would have hit my window? It would have shattered the window. I go why? And that I just brought me back to why is there no net? Yeah, why yeah, is there no net? Just poor design on the. The range and I, it's my wife. It's just get in the car before you cause any problems. I go, I'm Wait. not yelling. I'm not yelling at anybody. I go first. I go, I'm seeing there's something wrong with my car. Hmm. I go second. I just I was hoping one would turn around. Hey, sorry. That was me. Oh, no, no one will ever own no. something like that. Then they, they didn't owe you money. But there was no damage to the car. I mean, it was just okay. like, I mean, it just, well, because it's a Lexus, not a piece of crap. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're fully in the right to actually, even if you wanted to cause some, some SH, you know, like, like you're in, in your right to be angry with that establishment for not protecting. Like, well, and I, and I have practiced at many a driving range and trust me, I need the practice. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll tell you, I've never been to a driving range that is near a road that doesn't have a net. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, probably some stupid town ordinance that you guys have, or the neighborhood ordinance, where they probably don't want to have like a net structure being held up in the, to take away from the. the, the, the I, I I agree, but it just I mean it slopes down, but it came fly. It just it, it messed the window by by a foot and a half, maybe. Yeah. If we would have been like a second later, or maybe sooner, it probably would have hit the window. Which and is cool. 
I was gonna say one of the cool things paid. in Massachusetts though is that um in Massachusetts with your car insurance, uh glass is a no deductible free replacement. Nice. <laughs> well, I was there was no way I was gonna pay for it. For no you. way. Someone was gonna pay. And that there'd be a lawsuit because there's no net there. That's how you I'd really sue. Feel. I'd sue. And then the other side, there's a tree fell on the other side. Did anybody hear other, it? And, no. And it took the other net down. It's still it's still down. You should, still be, you should be on the board of tourism for Raleigh, Jack. I should because I am the spokesman for everything he, that's great in Raleigh. He would be the worst uh, like tour guide for Raleigh because he would somehow <laughs> divulge it into something from San Diego. Yeah. He'd be like, this year is the uh, the world's tallest uh, brick building. But you know what? Uh, built my guy from San Diego, you know, <laughs> Here's that here's that building I used to work at. It was a really cool ice rink until they fired me. Oh <laughs> brutal. They fired us, but they keep calling us asking us, hey, do you know what happened? Anyway, that's okay. Oh. That's all right. <laughs> hey, so um random change of subject. Have we got any requests from our listeners about what our next show should be? Did we put that poll up? Well, you tried to put the poll up. I tried to put the poll up, and there's something wrong with Facebook that won't allow us to post post a poll. So maybe we'll just post put a post on the page of just like, hey, throw your ideas down here. Yeah, I think um, that's a good idea. They make pills for that guy, so the poll isn't going up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't working for me either. So, yeah, so for, for those, <laughs> at least, for I, at least I'm over and have an excuse. For those of you guys who are paying attention, we, we talked last episode about um, we want to find out what the next choice of TV show series or movie that we should watch and give you our review. The last one we did was uh, Evil Genius, which seemed to actually have uh, gotten some interest in our page. I know uh, Dennis had mentioned that even though we did kind of have some some pretty heavy spoilers during that review that he is looking forward to watching the series. Um, uh, I, I have a potential suggestion that I'll throw out there, but ultimately okay. this is the listener's choice. I was bored the other night and I was uh, flipping through HBO after I watched um, uh, this week's Westworld, Westworld. and yeah. HBO has a new show out right now called Succession. I was actually going to bring this up. Yeah. So I checked out the, um, I checked out the pilot episode and I fell asleep last night watching the second episode, not because of the content, but because I was exhausted. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, I like what I'm seeing. Like I, I think uh, what's his name? Um, uh, what's the what's the main actor's name there? The old the he's, old guy. He's in Troy. Troy oh, and Cox. Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Yeah. 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 Um, I love he him. Played, he played for the Patriots, didn't he? Brian Cox. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was also the chief of Spurberry Police, but he know, was. Um, I've been watch. I watched the first couple episodes. Um, it is. Is pretty, it a dramedy or is it? Is it it's, it's a not, drama. Okay. A drama, okay. It is a drama, Jack. You know, I, I brought it up after the fact of last episode that I meant to bring it up last episode. I forgot. Um, it's exactly what you think it would be, as in a a father who built a company from the ground up and his spoiled kids. You know, and that's exactly what it is. Some pretty scary parallels. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. There is a, in the second episode. I felt was not directed very well. It is good, but there's some scenes that I felt didn't have the impact that, cause I can look at it and I can see that whoever wrote it wrote certain scenes to have this feel to it. But the, like you'll, there's a baseball scene in it, Chris, and you'll see it when you watch it. Yeah. I got to that scene. Okay. That like what happens to the kid 
I feel mm-hmm. that should have been a much bigger harder, deal. Yeah, bigger deal. Yeah, especially when they the lawyer goes up to the kid afterwards. Like that should have been a much bigger impact of like how much of pricks these people are, and they didn't show it. Maybe I did get through season episode two. I think I fell through during episode three because I saw that in the entirety of that episode. Okay, so um, yeah, how, was how, many, how many how many episodes have had there, had there been three episodes? Three, three. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right, I'm gonna give it a shot tonight. Yeah. It's so weird because the main character, um, um, Kendall, main, I think his name son. is. Yeah, the main son. Yeah, like, he looks exactly like a kid I went to high school with, and I can't <laughs> get it out of my head, um, which yep. is crazy. And uh, Cameron Fry is in it, which is oh weird. yeah, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> his character is is just funny, but it, it's cool because you know the the gist of the story is that you know you have the as, as Nick was mentioning the, the spoiled kids, but it's the the difference of all the kids, the, yeah. the like the how these kids were raised and what their expectations are and with life, um, and just when you think you're getting to know a character, it's like whoa, what yeah, a I- dick. Yeah, what a, exactly that? That's actually the 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 takeaway you take away from a lot of things is like, what a dick! Yeah, yeah. is this the title? Is this the title of the episode? <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a Richard! What, what a dick! What a Richard! <laughs> I write down. Um, <laughs> what a little Richard! What a little, what a little Richard! Richard. Um, but it's it's interesting. So like, I, 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 every show that I've ever really fell in fallen in love with, I've fallen in love with it because of the characters. Yeah. And I can see how this could potentially be a show that will fall in line with that. Like I, I think that the characters are, each of them are so unique, but they're all tied into the same thing, which I think is really cool. Um, but uh, Jack, it, it's a recommend. I, I recommend that if, it, even as an aside from what our, our listeners may recommend, I know that they've been asking us to, to look at series and, and so forth and so on. Um, well, we've been rec- we've been uh, focusing on Netflix shows. Sure. Yeah, and and I was actually given a recommendation for a Netflix show today. Um, it has, I forgot the name of it. I'm doing a quick Google search, and I believe it is it's called Staircase. <laughs> the Staircase. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the net, it's, I think it's another crime thing. Oh, okay. I believe. Well, here these are some ideas for you guys out there listening to give us a, your recommendation, what you want us to give a review on. Um, but yeah, yeah. The uh, this third episode though of uh, what's it called again? Successors. <laughs> Success. Yes. <yeah, successors. laughs> succession. Succession. Is that you know the main kid? I, I, the main, I, don't, I don't watch it. I don't know. The main kid who's you know supposed to be taking over for. Brian Cox's position like this one was such an interesting character study of a really conflicted guy and I really there's a scene in it where actually there's two really good things that happen with his character of just he doesn't know how to play people the way a successful businessman is and so he looks at the blonde like secretary that's helped her dad you know the whole time Mm -hmm. like, how do I do this do I come off with a guy who's got balls or do I come off with like the good guy and she's like, I don't know, just go. And like you see it like the whole first part of the conversation, he's like the good guy. And then all of a sudden he just like throws out a big like, oh, go F yourself, you know? And like right. it's just a pause on the phone and the guy's just like, okay, kid. You know, like and it's just, yeah. and you just see this, this conflict within him of like, I don't know how to come across as a strong businessman, but also stay a human being. So he's playing good cop, bad cop with the same. Yeah. In, his, in his own mind. In his own mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's this, there's this like this rogue character that I'm not quite sure where he fits in, if at oh, all, the, for just the a cousin. Throwaway. Yeah, dude. I love the cousin. Like, yeah. 
like, <laughs> you get introduced to this character because he's ripping weed out of his one hitter on his car right before he goes into like his job orientation to be a mascot at a at a at a uh, amusement park. park. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he gets sick and just boots inside this the the <laughs> inside the mascot's helmet and just got puke spraying out of his eyes. And you got this kid in the corner going, "Oh, he's puking out of his eyes." I'm like, "What is going on with this guy?" But uh, and either way, um, interesting show. I'm I'm curious to see where it's going to go. I think it yeah. could be could be a uh, the next hit. I mean, they're all interesting characters though, because like even um. Is it Siv, the the daughter? Like her, even her husband slash fiance or fiance slash boyfriend uh, is even interesting because like he's such a kiss ass. Yes. To the dad and everyone else, but then to the cousin, he's like, "Don't mess with me." You know, he's like that. Strong- What's crazy about that, Nick? You're so right. Is because I didn't realize until the third episode that they were the same person. <laughs> yeah. Like that's 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 how crazy these characters are. Mm-hmm. Is that like? Okay, I, I think I, I think I officially like the show now. Now that we're talking about it, and kind I'm of sold. Like I, I think I'm sold on it because it's crazy that that dude is the same guy with the same watch. Guy. It's just like what? Yeah, oh, like, I, I love that. I got it. I, I wasn't sure if you watched the third episode, but I love it though when the kid, the cousin, comes in for his job. You know, he's basically he's stealing biscuits or cookies from the the the, the communal. Uh, kitchen in a in a in an office that you would, and he comes in the the guy who's the the brother-in-law, whatever. He's just like, he says something to him. He's like, "Are we, are we sailing? Are we on the dock? Am I wearing a skipper?" You know, it's like he's like, "Why are you wearing freaking boat shoes to a meeting?" You know, <laughs> only a true prick would say. You know, he's like, "Who would notice that the kid is wearing freaking dock shoes?" You know? Oh, as an aside too, Macaulay Culkin's brother is in the show. Yeah, who is an inter- another interesting character. Yeah, very interesting character. Yeah. So, anyways, we, for you we guys, said, we, yeah. Here, here's our recommendation for the listeners: go watch Succession and tell us what you think. Well, it's funny. I've been watching the previews because they've been shown before Westworld. Right. right. I didn't see anybody it talking about right it after Westworld. Yeah. I didn't hear anybody talking about it, so I said, "Oh, it must not be any any good." But now I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, check I, it out. I really don't want to say anything else more. We've already spoiled it enough as it is. But like, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm just going to start with episode four. <laughs> But yeah, I, I like it. I'm gonna keep watching it because like the other show, there's the one on. I, I said it like I'm not sure I said it privately on the show, but there was a show on Stars or Showtime called uh, Sweet Bitter, and that one like after two episodes, like this show's terrible. You know, mm. like you, you'd like to root for things, but you're just like this is not that good. You know, you, you yeah. always wonder like who greenlights these things to make money. I mean, uh, you know, puts money into it. Well, right. I know they had there was a show. I think it was Stars or Showtime with uh, it was Roadies or something like that. Roadies, yeah. It had and such I, potential, and it just—I—I you know, I, I, I got to like the second or third episode. I go, all right, this just isn't working for me. Yeah, because like I really have—I used to have a lot of respect for James Cameron. No, James Cameron, uh, Cameron Crowe, because yeah, and mm-hmm. that is right up his alley because he wrote a lot right. of those episodes because that's his life on the road. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. Almost famous. Yeah, exactly. Because it's back to what he knows, Cameron Crowe doing music, and there is some episodes that are were good, and there's some that's and, like and, this and is you, you, you want to root for him because he's from San Diego. Okay. <laughs> right. Here we go. There you go. Yeah, but it got canceled after one season. So I didn't finish it. I just said I can't. I mean, I liked the, the actors. It was uh, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's a Wilson? Not yeah, Owen Wilson. Wilson uh, yeah, Luke. Luke, Luke, Luke Wilson, Wilson and, and had the, the girls in that. I've she's in a lot of stuff, but I just uh, it was terrible. Just could, I couldn't. I couldn't finish it, and I hate. I hate that. 
It's like it, I think I don't know if it just had too many characters or. I just I think the show didn't know what it wanted to be. Uh, right. Because exactly, if they would have kept it to, because I mean, think about it, you had the Luke Wilson and the the main girl, or like the whole, are they going to get together? Are they getting together? And then you had like the groupy thing, and then you had the girl who just loves the music, and then you had the kid who uh, used to be a roadie for Pearl Jam, and now he's a roadie for this band, and then you had the the tour manager who had been there right. since Leonard Skinner in the seventies, and you've had too many things going on at one time, and too many stories where like you didn't really attached to a character well that's a problem with a show like that if you, if you had you can have two good storylines I, I used this on it must have been some podcast we were doing it might have been this one i don't know but caprica, <laughs> caprica. was uh, caprica oh my gosh uh, yeah. one of the one of the stories i loved yeah but the modern day story was boring mm-hmm. or the, the pre-story whatever it was the real life story, the one where they were in the where she was in another world that was fascinating the other part was just boring. Yeah. I just couldn't stand. Was it Eric Stoltz? Was in that show? Eric Stoltz. Yeah. I, I just could. I can't stand him. I, I just. <laughs> he, he, I, I loved him in Fast Time Bridgemont High. I liked well, him as Marty McFly. Marty McFly, right? Yeah, he was great. <laughs> Marty McFly. Yeah. Uh, he was Bacoli's friend in uh, Fast Time Bridgemont High. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he was in a couple of good ones though, like uh, Memphis Bell. And, Memphis Bell is excellent yeah. movie. Yeah. A lot of people haven't seen that movie, but they should. Oh, they should. Yeah, like two of the best underappreciated World War II movies came out roughly at the same time. You have Memphis Bell and the Tuskegee Airmen that both came out in the early 90s are yeah. both Excellent. awesome movies. Uh, way better than Red Tails that came out that Lucas did. Like, yeah, Red, Red, Tails was, Red, Red Tails was boring. It was so bad. Yeah, like, yeah. But, but Tuskegee Airmen has a all class. I mean, I mean, you have uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, it's basically every... Except from Denzel Washington, you have basically every famous black male actor ever in that movie. And it's mm-hmm. I was it was it's it was so uh good. it's a good movie. Excellent. Yeah. And Memphis Bell, excellent. Memphis Bell, yeah, it's a great movie. I mean, I love I love the air parts of War Two though. I think it's it's a because everyone always shows combat and all that, but like the you know, if you can show a good air battle, and then that's even with um Dunkirk, my favorite stuff was all the flying stuff. I loved all that. Yeah, Cindy didn't like Dude, Dunkirk. The flying scenes of Dunkirk were bananas. Yeah, that was awesome because that that gave you like the the real feel. Like, I've never felt more like a fighter pilot in any like or those movies than I did yeah. when watching. Dunkirk. I did. I did when Snoopy would would fight the Red Baron. <laughs> the Red I Baron. really, I really <laughs> fell into that. But. That was always my favorite thing with Snoopy. With with anything, Peanuts was always the Red Baron. Now with the uh, who was the pilot in? Uh, the movie that was running out of fuel in Dunkirk. Bane. Oh, that's yeah, what it was. Okay, Bane. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, he was also in Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know. Yep. Let, he dies. Oh, I'm sorry. Spoiler. Ah, spoiler. He, was actually, he, plays, yeah. he plays Janovich. It's funny because, like, you look at. Don't you, salute you, the Germans. Yeah, exactly. You go back and watch Band of Brothers now. That should be one of my trivia questions for you guys. Like, what? Uh, what oh, it's a who's who. Name all the uh, current Marvel superheroes that are, or just superheroes that are in Band of Brothers. So many. Well, you got, you got, you got uh, Apollo from uh, BSG's in it. Yep, Hawkeye's in it, right? Hawkeye is not in Band of Brothers. Oh, what am I thinking? Um, you have Magneto's in it. You have mm-hmm. um, um, Xavier's in it. Uh, oh, Magneto, dude! And it's mostly all the British actors. It's all the British actors, yeah. Wait, is Band of Brothers the one where he's he's shooting the sniper from the the water fountain under all the dead bodies? 
No, that's that's uh, Enemy at the Gates. Enemy at the Gates. That's Magneto, right? No, that's Jude Law. Oh my Jude Law's not in Band of Brothers. Jude Law, though, is going to be in the new Harry Potter film. That's not interesting. Harry it's uh, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, fascinating. I do like uh, Enemy of the Gates, though. That's uh, another movie that doesn't get a lot of good credit because yeah, I don't, Harry, I don't think I've Harry's seen playing the German it. sniper and uh, dude. That scene is so intense. That, I don't think uh, I've seen uh, Enemy at the Gates. Oh yeah, it came out in like 2001, 2000. Like it was, oh, it was yeah. Jude Law's very first lead actor. Uh, part because he'd always done side stuff until then and uh i mean it's not a classic like you're not going to be like oh my god it's so good you've got to go watch it but it's a solid like b plus a minus movie it's just a was that Harris old looking in this movie no i mean it's it was 18 years ago or so so but it's 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 a good one i'll tell you that 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 one scene is probably i think the the iconic scene whenever you see like any replays of it or whatever that's like the the keynote scene where like, to kind of shape it up for you, Jack. Like, so Jude Law is behind enemy lines, essentially, right? And he's what, what was the the forces he was attacking at that point? That, those no, are no, the Germans. It, it's the Battle of Stalingrad. Okay, Battle of Stalingrad. So he, Jude Law's character is like they just got like wiped out, and he's playing dead, right? In like a, a well, like a like a wishing well, like a oh, town the, center. Yeah, fountain. Yeah, the fountain. That's early, that's early in the film. Yeah, yeah. In the like in a fountain, like in the center of a town. Obviously, the fountain's not working, but it's just littered with dead bodies, and he's playing dead. And um, he has like an inch to like look through a crack or whatever it is, and to see what's going on. And I'm not gonna gonna spoil what happens, but it's just such like this this like. You felt your well. I felt like I was playing a video game when yeah, I was watching that, that scene. It's very video game esque. Yeah. Um, and it's it's actually really really incredible. It's a, it's a very very cool scene. The same scene, like the same thing, is like um, later when he actually is a, a sniper and mm-hmm. the whole factory scene uh, yeah. of him trying to find Ed Harris and the Germans are bombing the building while he's trying to shoot Ed Harris. You're just like, oh my god! Like the the intensity, uh, the intensity is that the word? You'd be like, yeah. um, of just imagine being in a building where you're trying, you know, if you move, you're going to get a bullet through the head, but then also at the same time, people are from the air bombing the building you're in. It's just, yeah, it's a good movie. All right. I wrote it down. Yeah. I will give it a shot. There you go. We got lots of media suggestions. today. We're on fire here. Uh On fuego. I I still find it hard. People have not seen band of brothers. Oh yeah. I go, come on people. You know, it's funny because like I know Jack and you and I have talked about this before. Like Band of Brothers is a ten out of ten. It's so good. It's and then perfect. 10, yeah, and then ten years later, The Pacific, which has its moments of greatness, but then it's one of those shows that like if Band of Brothers is on, I'm watching it. But if the Pacific, right. comes, if the Pacific comes on, I'm like, eh. I'll catch an episode wherever it's on that night. Whatever, no big it, deal. It, it, unfortunately, it didn't have the same. It didn't have the same. Uh, you weren't invested in the characters. Exactly. Know, these characters are real. We're talking about it. I always, but Band of Brothers did such a great job of when they were talking to the actual veterans. Mm. And, they're, and, they're, and you're, you're getting their story. And then at the end, you find out who they actually are. I mean, to this day, I tear up when, I'm, when, they're, when, they're, when they're tearing up. Mm-hmm. Like when, uh, when uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, uh, uh, main guy. Um, Made it all the way to major. Um, oh, um, winners! Winners! 
when he's telling that story at the end about heroes and I, I just I tear up every time. My wife goes, Are you crying? I go, No. <laughs> she goes, You know it's gonna come. I go, I know. But dude, that that shows the the score to that show. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh so good. And you hear that every time you're watching an episode, you hear that intro. It's just like uh my, I, my wife I, always said I learned something really interesting about Seven Private Ryan though. Like, um, it's just a little tidbit. It's just one of those things. Like you remember the, in the, you know, the first 25 minutes of it, when they get, finally get past the bunkers and yep. the two Polish or the two guys that the Germans that come up and say, don't shoot. And they shoot them anyway. And then the guy that makes that smart ass comment is like, oh, look, I washed for dinner. If you actually know Polish, they say, don't shoot me. I'm Polish. And you're like, yep. Oh my God, they yep. shot those guys. And it's just, just heartbreaking the fact that like they weren't there by voluntarily means like they were forced yeah. to be there and then they got shot <laughs> well it's interesting about i mean the, the the actual real downer is think of how much that actually happened mm-hmm. oh yeah you know i mean you you watch the scenes and it was it's supposed to be pretty realistic and these guys are getting killed before they even get out of their little boats i mean it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a shooting i mean you they sent those guys into battle knowing that many were not coming back. Yeah, it was just it was just all right. We got the numbers. We're eventually going to wear wear them out. I mean, that's just I as as a I couldn't send people into battle that way. Yeah. I, I I can only send people. Okay, you got a sporting chance. That's what would make me a lousy general. Okay, I can only send you to battle because you had a sporting chance to survive. But just knowing that you're well, half you people on this side are probably going to die. Well, that that's that's a theme that Dunkirk. I mean, I, I shouldn't say the movie stole, but like the movie also of Dunkirk really portrayed really, really, really well is that it was just that feeling of of desperation. Right. Because yeah. you, you you keep going back and forth and you hear the dialogue between the British, um, you know, uh, commanders or whoever. They, I don't know who they were, but um they're they're talking on the beach in front of like these like fifty thousand troops that are on the beach, right? Who are waiting for a, a you know boat? And they're literally on. saying that group's going to die. They're not going to live. They might live. These guys are coming with us. That's all we're going to do. Like it's just amazing that those decisions were being made. And similar to the U-boat scene in in um, in um, Saving Private Ryan, you had the you had the the dock scene right from Dunkirk. Uh, which is just like, oh my god! Or actually, even the scene even before that, when the guy's trying to break free, and he is getting shot by, his, and his buddies get shot, and he has to hide behind the bunker, and he he runs and he gets behind. And there's this huge battle, people following him through the town trying to get free, and then having to pretend that he wasn't French, right? Like, right, 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 like, right. like just all of that was just incredible. I I I watched a, a short the other day, and I now really regret not sending you guys the link because I couldn't find it again if you put a gun to my head. But it's a short film. I'm not sure who made it. It is a European short, um, and it's basically kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Is like you have two guys that are not German at D-Day who are just sitting up on the ground, and then the first planes come over to bomb um, the area. And they're freaking out. And then, of course, a German grabs them and then throws them in one of the pillboxes with the machine guns and then completely locks the door behind them. So they have no choice but to be in that pillbox and fire the machine guns to stay alive. And you just see them as, you know, firing these machine guns as all these Americans are coming at them. And then finally, when they run out of ammo, they just 
are just beating the door trying to get out to stay alive. And it's just like, oh my, and you, and for the first time, you're actually rooting for Germans because you don't want them to die. It was just like, right, right. oh my God. And it's like, it's crazy. It was a great little short of like, wow, war from a different perspective. And um, she said submarines that reminded me, you have seen Das Boot, haven't you, uh, Chris? You really need to watch Das Boot. Came out Daniel Day oh, sorry, I'm muted. You 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 saw my me head shake my head. No, uh, no, I have not seen it. Das Boot is like 1980 or 81, 82. It's a very long, but unbelievably good submarine movie. It is okay. it is the submarine movie. It's the only one you ever need to watch. Anyone out there? The Hunt for Red October. Different kind of submarine movie, but <laughs> Das Boot is superb. Okay. All right. As in D A S Peterson. Yeah. D A S B O O T. Yeah. What about Gray, now? So we have. Gray, um, what about Gray Lady Down? Charlton Heston is filmed in San Diego. Oh yeah, well, it's older. Yeah. Roger Ebert yeah. gives it a perfect score. Yeah. It was was that Daniel Day Lewis? No. No. no that's, that's way before. What, Daniel. what am I thinking? It's Who's, a. There's uh, somebody in it. It's a foreign film, right? Yeah, it's a it German is. film. Yeah. German film. Yeah. Trying to think of, I'm, I'm looking at the cast right now. See, I saw it on out. HBO. There's, back only, in there's the day. only one famous person in it that I can think of that you would know if you saw his face. And it's the main guy who's the captain. Hans Krimler. Jurgen Prochow. I don't know his name, but I just know his face. He's been in lots of things. He was in Dune. Dune, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, don't hold that against you. <laughs> awesome. He's also in 24. Interesting. Hmm. Cool. All right. Das Boot it is. I will das watch Boot. that. Yeah, you should watch it. It's a good one. I mean, it's, it's 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 a good, it's a long movie, but it's a good just what it's like to be on a U-boat. It's a good movie. Oh, yeah. Two and a half hours, huh? Yeah. Okay. Is it two and a half? I, I think there's a director's cut, though, that's actually longer than that. A lot of people wouldn't go on a submarine. Would you guys go on a submarine? Nope. I'm too tall to be on a submarine. I would really? never do it. I would do it. All right, we're we're gonna get political for a second here. I actually got claustrophobic today, and I don't I don't I don't I don't mean for this to turn into a political discussion, but I have to reference a political issue. Um, okay. So we've seen all over the news and all over political Facebook groups um, that we might have in our network um, about un- the unfortunate circumstance of these kids being um, taken away from their families. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Awful situation, but we're, we're going to skip past that for a second because I actually got claustrophobic today thinking about it. I was oh. watching, I was watching the videos of like these um, of these families and these kids who are just being put behind chain link fences. Right? I can't believe I, I can't even imagine. I I would flip out. If I was behind that that fence, I would absolutely flip out. If I was in that room of just of the you know the whatever you want to call them uh, camps, I don't even know what the hell they're calling them, but like I couldn't imagine being in a one hundred foot by one hundred foot fenced in area. I would lose my lose my mind. What's what keeps me from going to prison, right? Huh. And seriously, so to I mean going going even on a, of a smaller scale. I could never, ever be in a uh, a submarine. I would go bananas. I think I could do it. I as long as I could run around and I mean, walk my dog like uh, like a Gene Hack. Yeah. Well, the thing is, what you don't you know realize is that you know there's so many comforts that we're used to. You know, like imagine 
being on a submarine, though, especially in like World War II or Korea or something like that, to where there's basically three shifts in the day or two shifts. I think it's two where you shower once a week. If that you're eating the same thing over and over again. And oh, your mom, we know your mom couldn't handle it. Yeah, but couldn't handle it. Not at all. Uh, and you know, when you're off duty, you're crawling in the same rack that some guy just got out of. And those sheets are never washed. You're sleeping in some other guy's filth. I mean, and you're breathing in the same recycled air over and over and over again. So, so are you trying to make the recruiting process for the, uh, well, it's different Navy. now. It's different now. You know, the atomic, the nuclear submarines are much bigger and much more spacious. But, you know, I'm talking about the old diesels. You know. Oh, and, and great. Thanks. So I'm actually reading the, the tagline of this movie. It is the claustrophobic world of a World War II German. <laughs> Boredom, <laughs> filth, and sheer terror. What about it, the Civil War type uh, submarines they had? Oh, my God. The Henley? Yeah. No, no sir. I mean, those guys died. Yeah. How about, Des- how about Desmond's submarine? Not Desmond. Don't think I know that one. Yeah. No, from Lost. Lost. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, the submarine that didn't really go anywhere. Right. Okay. Which I have one of two armor jumpsuits. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I know Jackson. I thought Chris had sent it too. Maybe not. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I'm telling you, Chris, like, you, anyone out there who's not seen Dos Boot, do yourself a favor and watch Dos Boot. If you like all war, over it, if you like war films, you will love like them. This movie. Because yeah. you might want to watch it in open space. I think so. Mm-hmm. Find a drive-in so. that has it playing <laughs> somewhere. Do you have any drive-ins in your area? I do. Yeah, you do? about 10 minutes away. Nice. I was thinking about taking Emma to go see The Incredibles, actually. Everyone I know who's seen Incredibles 2 has said it's really, really good. I've heard the same. Yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. I, I haven't seen Incredibles 1 since Nor it came out. I, was like, like, I wasn't going to say it. Like so I've, I've seen bits and pieces. I, I, I probably was sitting in somewhere stoned watching it at one point. Like I, that's I the red. That's the family in that. Yeah, red. I, I, I yeah, don't. Remember, I don't remember it as a whole movie. So I should probably watch that too, and then go. But yeah, I'm watch looking forward to us both, and then The Incredibles. Okay, I think that's the order you should watch. Line up. Yeah, it's double feature right there. If I ever heard one. Yeah. yeah so Jack's got two or two films to watch. I've seen Dust Boat. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I haven't. I've no, seen he hasn't it. seen Enemy of the Gates. Yeah. Oh, that's number yeah, one. No, I haven't seen Enemy yeah, of the Gates. Enemy of the Gates, but I was just like, I didn't, you didn't really admit that you had seen Dust Boot. So I was no, I said it. I saw it. I think it was, it came, I didn't see it in theater. It, it, I think it was, I saw it on HBO. Okay. Da, da, da. I probably, it was probably so long that they had, that's when they used to do the intermission. Intermissions. The only, so, the only movie I've ever seen in theaters that had intermission was Braveheart. That was the only one I can remember. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Wait, did did Watchmen have an intermission? It should have, but it didn't. I think it did. If okay, at least maybe I'm making that up. I have no idea. Anyways, um, so Nick, question: hmm? director's cut or non-director's cut? I would, I would say director's cut because that's the one I own and I watch. Okay, and uh, you know, is it accessible? What do you mean? As in watch? You, yeah. I haven't been on the, the, the Captain Nefarious um, ship in a while. I'm trying to think of where I can watch it. I'll figure it out. It's uh, not on Netflix or Hulu or anything like that. But you you know, any submarine movie since then, 
always copies some like you know if you watch uh was it was the one with matthew mcconaughey you know you five seven you five seven one right yeah that movie copies so much from so many submarine movies and you're just like mm. oh so the director's cut is the two hour two and a half hour version looks like okay. they're, the original <laughs> cuts two hours and eight minutes yeah then, yeah so just watch the director's cut then yeah you're good okay yeah don't cheapen yourself no all right cool go the distance that. I Always will. go with the director's cut. If I stream it, it will come. <laughs> Another good movie. Yeah, like all the Sandlot guys were at Dodger Stadium. Um, oh, cool. Was it, was it Sunday or Saturday? But yeah, like they one of them posted up a, a, a Instagram video of all them in the infield. And I was like, oh my God, look at them. Because, you know, they're all our age, Chris. And you're just like, <laughs> like look how old you guys are. <laughs> so, so many so lines you, you can't say anymore. I know you play ball like uh, not a person that plays ball. You know, it's funny because the broadcast actually talked about that like two episodes ago where because uh, Amanda, I'm pretty sure it was Amanda, said that she loves the Sandlot, even though it has a lot of that stuff in it. She goes, I don't care. She's I love that movie. And, you know, of course, then they got into the whole, you know, like that the political correctness of it but yeah exactly. I, I, I still I still use that line. I, I'm old. and I, I just use the I'm well, I'm old. I'll use it. I I, I go. You play what? ball like a girl. It's just funny though, but like because they talk about that. Like someone was saying that. Like they heard. And it I know. Like, I know it's wrong. So don't send your hate mail. I know it's wrong, but it's <laughs> it's it's it, it's the see. It's it's not the line. It's the reaction of the kid. Yeah. And there's a scene in there where he's run where he where 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 he he gets up there when they, if they first write in he has his catcher's mitt he gets mad he goes like to throw it on the ground but he throws mm-hmm. it back. And another kid catches it, and he's kind of like shocked it came back to him. I always wonder if that was planned, or did they just keep rolling with it? Mm. He watched the scene. It's pro- it's he, goes to, he goes to throw yeah. his glove down, and he throws it, but it, it doesn't hit the ground. He goes back, and then another kid behind him, like little blonde hair kid, mm. I think, catches the glove, and it's kind of like shocked by it, but they just keep going on with the scene. And people always go, what are you talking about? I go, you have to watch the movie closely. Yeah. If you're going to send your hate mail to Jack for anything insensitive, you should do it because he called Jay a girl for most of his life. No, I call him a a cement head. Oh, that too. Cement head and a dork. I'm just messing. Well, I I used to do what I was refing. I would call, I would, I would, I would, uh, when the, because we had girls and boys, you know, playing. So I said, all right, all right, guys, let's get up here. And they look, we're girls. I go, that's right. And the guys would come up. All right, ladies, let's go. We're, and they just thought it was funny, but I guess now you can't, you can't, you can't do that. But it was, it was just let's go, Jughead. Yeah, it's just having, just having some fun with them. Yeah, keeping the uh, game light. Another, another um, director's cut that you guys we've already brought it up once before. If you haven't seen that, Jack, you should watch the bootleg copy of Almost Famous, which is a lot longer film, and it's a, it's way better because because there's a lot more. I didn't even know there was a bootleg. Yeah, it's called it's called Almost Famous the Bootleg Cut, and I forget how long it is, but it's it, it's a, a lot more stuff to it. Is there more ce- is there more scenes in San Diego? I don't know about that. Okay, but, that's because that's. But yeah. <laughs> well, in, in other in other news, I just bought Das Boot. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> through jandjack.com slash Amazon, I mm. bought it um, for $10. Yeah. Most of the time it's pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah. So it was, I got the director's cut uh, for $10. And it looks like, Nick, here, here, here's a, a, a stunning twist. I believe the director's cut is shorter. No. Does that make, does that make sense? 
usually the director's cut's always longer. It's longer because he's it's director's cut because they he's had to cut out parts that I get it, but I think hold on. Let me look at this. Uh oh he downloaded the wrong one. No, I I bought a physical disc. Yeah, same here. Uh because I can't you can't download it anywhere. I mean you can down you can download it, but I don't think you can stream the director's cut. I think you have to buy the disc. Um, what sense what century are we in? You can't just stream it. Well, it's an old movie. <laughs> yeah, like, Here's um, this is what it looks like two two hundred and nine minutes. Director's cut. Is this what it looks das like? Boat. I think you got Das ripped off. <laughs> it means the boat. Yeah, well, it's on its way. Um, is, this, is this what it looks like, Chris? Hold on. <coughs> I could stream it for show me again. Yeah, that's the one I bought. Yeah, right. uh, I could stream it for four dollars or buy it for ten. I'll buy it. Yeah, in fairness, well, it, it's it's it, the it first it physical that. media I've purchased in like five years. Wow. Yeah. I still I don't have stuff. anything. I don't have anything to play it in. It's got it's got like when, like when Stranger Things season one came out, and it came out on a limited edition VHS tape box set. I went, <coughs> I've got to buy it just because I want the packaging. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Wait, Stranger Things came out at VHS. No, it came out on Blu-ray, but the box it comes in is a VHS tape. Oh, like it looks like a VHS. Okay, so you pull okay, it out okay. of the bottom, and then all the discs okay, are in there. I can show it to you. I said, like, man, did we go back in time? <laughs> I'll have it on Friday. Perfect. All right. Good good movie for the weekend. I got, oh, I'm going to another concert this week. I'm actually going to see Dave Matthews on Friday. Dave Matthews. Yeah. I'm nice. not crazy about Dave Matthews, but it's, uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. It's always a fun show, you know. My, my I bet wife... it is a fun. Yeah, you know, like the thing is, is that like when I in the '90s, late '90s, and early 2000s, I was a widespread panic fish guy. Always was, and then you always had the Dave Matthews crowd. And pan- wait, you said a panic fish? Widespread okay. panic. Yeah, okay. widespread panic, which is a southern jam band, which is more like. Jack, like Doobie Brothers, S, very Grateful Dead. And then you have Fish, which is more spacey, Frank Zappa-like kind of jamming, which is basically just an excuse to take a lot of drugs and go listen to music. And then you have Dave Matthews, which is more commercial, but still he did jam. Um, And most of my friends that listen to Panic and Fish constantly ripped on Dave Matthews fans because we were like, you're those yuppies. You're the future yuppies that drive your BMW to the Dave Matthews band concert and then go like, I'm a hippie. <laughs> and like, but that's just us. That was our biased opinion. It's so true though. And yeah. I'm not calling myself a yuppie, but yeah. um, I will say though that the, 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 they've changed. Not that they haven't, they have not actually changed. Actually the scene has changed, right? Okay. Because Dave Matthews is no longer commercial. True. Right? Very true. So Dave Matthews now, like he just released a new album. Well, um, he's made he's made his money, and he's now he's it's all about art. Well, yeah, but, but the thing is that the people that have stuck with Dave Matthews are the people who actually. I mean, this is a, a very much a generalization, I get, it, but I feel like the people that have stuck with Dave Matthews were before in, in 1998, 1997. When I would go see him in high, you know, 96, 97. When I was in high school. You go see him, and it was an excuse for high school idiots and um, college kids to go and drinking and, and, and you'd have like all the jocks starting fights and all this BS. And it was like kind of like the first real excursion of getting into like a, like a, a concert scene. Right. And right. that was the kind of all the BS behind it. 
um, those people have now since grown up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and the the scene at Dave Matthews now is, don't get me wrong, there's still a bunch of high school kids and, and college kids that go to it, but the, punks. The, but the but the the set list and the music they put together and the and the, and the set list they put together are definitely they're not playing for a record label now, yeah. right? And that and that's actually I, I think why I I'll say I enjoy watching them perform. I won't. I'll sit at home and listen to him because my wife listens to him nonstop. But I, I actually enjoy going to the shows because I have a, a much greater appreciation for the music, right? Yeah. Um, and they're very, very talented dudes in that band. Yeah, I, I want to clarify that. Like anyone out there who's a Dave Matthews fan, it was not my opinion. It was not a reflection upon the music of just merely the crowd. Uh, just remember, he, remember how he said Dave Matthews sucks. I did not say Dave Matthews sucks because he is a very talented musician. Well, dude, I, I look back now at, at the crowds and that were at the, it was terrible. Like it was yeah. awful. It was just a bunch of clowns. Um, and there's still some of that there now. But it's it, it's it's so interesting when you have a band who is playing for a label before, um, mm-hmm. and is playing for the art of it now. And playing for a label, like, I guess is they're they're trying to sell albums, right? But no, but you can tell they're they're in it for the the right reasons. And I, I don't think they ever weren't in it for the right reasons. I think that's the music industry kind of dictating a lot of that too. Like, yeah. um, I, I actually have respect for that band. Yeah. Like because he, he, well, one last thing is if you think about it, it's like, like Dave Matthews, like anybody who's heard Dave Matthews, all of his song, all of his songs from his perspective. And from, this is my opinion. I think he sounds exactly the same in yeah, every song. Yeah. But what differentiates their music is the band they're awesome um notwithstanding the um the allegations against leroy um what's his name the uh, the violinist i don't know if you heard that story or not but still the original guys he is not on tour right now no they had one guy die he had one guy die and then um the uh dude i don't know if you read the stories about leroy no not great a little bit of a a me too movement with leroy and uh, Uh, a young a young man but you know, like it's funny with like musicians, and like sometimes they make it really early, and then sometimes they make it late. And yeah. like I remember an interview with Eddie Vedder, who's the lead singer for Pearl Jam, Jack. Um, um, I, I knew that. Okay, you never know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not really into Pearl Jam. But I knew who he was. But like he was. He. I remember him talking about that. How he never considered himself part of the, <laughs> the grunge movement, the whole early '90s sound. He but, created it. Well, I mean, because like Nirvana <laughs> and owning it. Yeah, Nirvana and so many other bands like took up that mantle, and like he said, like you know, this is our first record, and like I thought like it would be like three or four records in before we even got big, but it just blew up, and then a lot of our fans kept wanting that record over and over and over again, and they did. Like if you listen to Pearl Jam, they did. They changed like a lot of bands do. Each album was different than the one before. Hugely different. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll say the first CD I ever purchased. My 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 first venture into transitioning from cassette to CD mm-hmm. was Pearl Jam Ten. Wow, that's, you were you were eleven. Yeah, was I? Yeah, came out in ninety one. Good job, there, Rain Man. My God. Uh, well, I mean, I because I remember like my first CD I bought was uh, Metallica's and Justice for All. Because I I still remember buying those late eighty CDs when they were in the long box. <laughs> yeah, well, so oh yeah, fair, I those, those so I, I I definitely didn't buy it in ninety one. Okay, um, but I think the first CD I purchased was ten. 
Hmm. Just happened to be late to the game. I apparently, I don't I remember. Was that old. I don't remember my first uh, CD. Probably Boston or Journey or something like that. Uh, fun fact: my first DVD I ever purchased, mm-hmm. Spaceballs. Ah, mine was Remember the Titans. <laughs> we are the Titans, mighty, <laughs> mighty Titans. I remember like it was cheap because I strong. I, I was very anti DVD for a long time because I grew up linking up my dad like why would i pay twenty dollars for one movie when i can go to walmart and buy a six to eight hour vhs tape and record three to four movies on it you know and that's the way i thought for a long time and so you sound like my mom i know i've told this story before but when i first got my car she goes you can have my eight track tape player i go (laughs) i don't i I don't want your eight track tape player but i had all i had tons of because the my my thing, my white hi-fi, whatever you want to call it. I had my room record player slash eight track tape player. I had tons of Led Zeppelin queen. I had all these eight track tapes. He goes, what are you gonna do with those? I go, well, I'm going to throw them away unless you want them. I go, but <laughs> I go, no, I go tapes are what's in. I go, because with eight tracks, you had, you couldn't just go, it could click, but you couldn't get to the song you wanted. Basically. Right. Right. I said, no, well, I go, yeah, I'm going to, well, I'm going to go with tapes. So you had, you had basically you had four you had four buttons per right. eight, eight track and you had four songs usually per track and you had to right. listen to all four songs yeah. and that's what sucked. I don't remember eight track, so I, I don't know if it just it, it just out of my mind or my parents uh, my earliest memory of my parents' cars were cassette players, cassette, yeah, it's, or just it's, actually just radio. Yeah, it's just it's just before our time, Chris. Yeah, you know, the only reason I, I, why I know eight tracks is because um. My GTO I own had an eight track in it, and I had 16 eight, eight tracks that came with it, and I used it sometimes. Well, they were just so bulky, and it, it, it was just, I go, no, I go, I'm not, I go, I'm not having eight tracks in my car, but I think the Dharma band that they gave away at the, uh, really? At, at the thing, I think it does have an eight, because doesn't the one at, on, in Lost have an eight track tape player? It does. Yes. Yeah, it did. The one, they found an eight track tape player, and they put an eight track tape player That's in awesome. the Dharma band. But, so, did it, that, but, that, did it, thing, but did it come with Three Dog Night? <laughs> I think it. I think I. I think it. I could be wrong. We should ask Frank, who has it. I think it did. I seriously was going to steal it. I mean, that thing was like thirty-five, forty thousand oh, yeah. dollars. I went to a car show two weeks ago, um, in San Marino, which is apparently the really rich area of the Inland Empire, or not technically the Inland Empire, but it's right there south of Pasadena, and they had three or four late 60s bw minibuses and i was in love with all of them they were just so gorgeous and so perfect and like one of them had the camper and all the stuff inside of it i was like oh my god they're just so i mean you can't i would never be able to fit in one but they're just i just love them i would if i had one i would make it look like a dharma van you have to you'd have to yeah you'd have to and but it's just funny how they did they made every Everything detailed was if it was in the Dharma van on the show, I think it was put in that van. I think that was the hardest part was finding a workable eight track tape player. Maybe they contacted yeah. my mom. I don't know. That could that could have been it. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't know if I've this is a recycled story or not, but my uh my first car that I had was a nineteen eighty three Chevy Cavalier. Hmm. Nice. And I bought it for fifty bucks off my neighbor. <laughs> he was, wow. he was going to donate it to the Kidney Foundation, you, so I just took you, it off his did hands. You, did you, it was a one eight hundred cars for kids. Don't start 
One eight hundred seven car for kids. I told you that the the history yeah, yeah, of that, right? Yeah, you told yeah, us. We, yeah. we um, Off the so, air. So th- this this might be a. Uh, re- was that? Did you pay ca- did you, uh, did you pay cash or did you? I make did. Payments? I did. I paid cash. Oh, yeah, nice. Two is two twenties and two fives. Nice. Um, <laughs> so I bought this car for fifty bucks, and um, but to tell you the quality of car, at one point I took this car off a jump. <laughs> <laughs> that was just my idiot 16 year old self. Uh, I did not treat this car well at all, but I had in effect an eight track in that, te- in that car, not re- truly, but it pretty much was because I had a cassette tape that was stuck and I couldn't remove it from the tape deck at, by the time I, I got rid of that car. And I'm so pissed about it because it was amazing an amazing cassette that is a very rare now that i realize it after the fact rare cassette and it was one of the original press pressings or tapings or recordings whatever of sublime's 40 ounce of freedom (coughs) now if you're interested in looking at this track list it's it's really cool because 40 ounce of freedom they actually sublime signed i believe with maybe Capricorn or one of those labels back Arista. I, I'm not quite sure what label they signed with after they originally released 40 ounces. So it got re-released under the record label that they signed with. But the original tape had tons of extra stuff on it. So there's probably, I don't know how many minutes worth of extra audio on that tape, but because of, um, royalties that the record label didn't want to pay they had to cut out a lot of the sampling and a lot of the the tracks were longer and they cut a lot of it to to not pay those royalties and i still have in my head what the ends of songs should sound like right in my head and i i can't listen to it because you can't find that tape anywhere i actually recently looked into it and then i i found copies of that tape like on ebay for like hundreds of dollars somebody has to have um put it to digital and you can find it on the internet if anybody listening right now has the original cut the original press of 40 ounce of freedom before they sign their record label please let me know because i would love love to have that again all right well let's get on that up again <laughs> I, i'm just waiting i'm just waiting for people to send in there if they found it or not right now yeah before, before we actually submit the podcast well, there's people <laughs> listening right <laughs> it'll be on our facebook ads <laughs> oh my goodness it was so good it's almost like if you watch a tv show like if you watch mash on on tv now they've cut you know they've taken a 26 oh, yeah. minute episode and made it a 22 because you've had the dvds They've cut out so much of the, of the show. Well, it's it's like the Empire Strikes Back, for example. Um, when R two gets eaten by the monster in the swamp on Dagobah, mm-hmm. the original line once he gets out is um, something like "You're lucky you don't taste very good," or or uh, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But they changed it in a special distance from ninety seven. It's a different line. And it's been that way ever since. But like every time I see the scene, I always remember that original line because that's how I grew up watching it. Yeah, it just uh, it's just amazing. How, well, you know, like shows today, they don't have they don't have uh, theme songs. Yeah, they, they just go straight into the uh, episode. 
Sometimes I'm happy though, because like you can tell, like especially some of those late seventies, early eighties films that you knew someone had kind of a weak script, and it's just like a good five minutes of opening credits with the song. And yeah, like, get on yeah. with it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But there's but you, but a lot of the shows. That's the best part of the show. Sometimes is the. It's like today, even well, yeah, uh, like, Hawaii Five-O still has a theme song. They keep the right. theme song. Yeah, I mean, Laverne and Shirley and so many that had like great opening theme songs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's going to be a lost art. Lost forever. Except you mm-hmm. like Westworld has a pretty good theme song. I like it when, like, uh, I had a friend of mine. I don't know why she felt like she needed to cheer me up. I wasn't depraved or anything, but she was like, I like you just the way you are. You know, and I was like, thanks, Billy. Appreciate it. <laughs> like you just the way you are did you have were you saying i hate myself or no i wasn't i guess i wasn't da- she i don't know why i guess something i wrote down like she maybe it was your aura maybe, yeah, maybe. Saw, like, it's purple right was. now and it needs to be like or it's black right now and it needs to be orange or something orange yeah <laughs> i think orange is good aura. okay well orange yeah. i think is 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 the ghost right because our ghosts always have like an orange oh so you're saying i'm dead outline well, i'm just saying i just i, I just you know <laughs> When I see him, it's 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 usually like an orange thing going on. Chris is really into something right now. I'm so <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm getting is, is, is Chris watching porn? I'm, no, uh, I'm yeah. I'm finding that out. Yes, <laughs> porn yeah. face. It's what was your first? What was your first card, Nick? My first. Well, okay. Technically, my first is a 1986 Ford F-150. It was. Beige with no AC, no heat, no radio, no nothing. It was a farm truck. Um, and then I went to an 89 Ford F-150. Then a 96 Silverado to a 93 GMC. I always had trucks. I've always had trucks. The only car I've ever owned that I drove daily was a 2011 Chevrolet Malibu. Yeah, my first car was a Gran Torino. My parents gave oh it to God. me. Nice. And I, thing- I was going. I I was going to trip it out to Starsky and Hutch. I was going to get the yeah. uh, was it Zebra Three, cherry uh, make it cherry red and get the stripe. Well, the stripes, yeah. And what the best part was, I, I worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken at the time, and would become home covered with grease. And back then, you didn't have to wear seatbelts, so yeah. we had it had vinyl seats. So every time I made a turn, you slid. <laughs> I slid. I would slide back and forth because I had grease all over me. And no seatbelt, but uh, then the gas price. We had the you know the yeah. It was seventy eight. We had all the gas problems because of you know the embargoes and all that that crap. Then we had odd and even. Then gas shot up to like seventy eight cents a gallon. I said, look, I can't afford. It's a V eight. I go, I can't afford this. So I I finally talked my dad into letting me buy a car with my own money. He goes, you're gonna hate making these payments. Everyone's already paid for. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't afford the gas, old man. You know, I'm saying that in my head. But I said, no, no, I, I don't mind making the payments. I don't mind doing this. I got a Datsun 210, which that's <laughs> yeah. when they had Datsun. Yeah. And loved, the, loved the car, but man, was he right. About three, four months later, I hated making the payments. I paid it off early. That's good. I, I did double up the payments and pay it off early. I did listen to him on that part. But so many things, I, I look back and I, I've told this story before. My dad wanted me to buy it. I worked at Sony in Rancho Bernardo. And there was houses out there were like, like $100,000 at the time. He goes, this is what you do. Buy a house out there. You live out there anyway. Get your three friends, Dale, Dave, and Bob. Get four-bedroom house. Ha- rent out the rooms. They pay your mortgage. 
and you have a house and down the road you'll you'll have a house already I go, old man is crazy i'm 20 years old i don't need no damn house those houses now probably nine eight hundred nine hundred thousand over a million dollars just because it's in the area it's in so i always i always told him before he passed away i said yeah you were right about that i gave him i gave him that i don't know, like i'm i'm you know, you never, there's certain things you never sell and, you know, land property is, is one of them. And I remember, uh, my dad having a conversation with my sister and I talking about our family farm one day and, and you know, and he was like, well, you know, I was like, you know, what are you guys going to do? You know, once, you know, all this is yours. And my sister's like, well, we'll sell it. <laughs> and then like the next day I was named the executor of the will <laughs> <laughs> because it was like, your sister didn't know how to think. <laughs> I'd get, I'd see sell, that money. You don't sell land. You're an idiot. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I take it and run with it. Yeah. But going back to your, your grand Torino though, like I've never driven one, but um, I always heard they're really heavy in the rear. Like in, and that was a, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a heavy car. I mean, it was just, yeah. it, it was a gas guzzler, but it was uh, it was a big car. It was just, it just, you know, it just wasn't. Like I said, it was, it, it was, it wasn't a sixteen-year-old kid's car. It was, it looked like a family car. Now, if I would have, could have got the rims on it like I wanted to, and all the different stuff I was going to do, yeah. But then, mm-hmm. once the gas prices got too high, I went with the Datsun two hundred and ten. I put a little sunroof in, a little sunroof, a little didn't open up, just kind of popped open. Right, right. But you had to have it because everyone else had a sunroof. But I have a sunroof in my car right now, and I never open it up. But was it right. was, was it a stick? It was automatic. Automatic. Okay. My second car, which was a Mustang, was a stick, and I didn't know how to drive a stick yet. Mm-hmm. But it would actually tell you when to shift. Oh. So. So, so after that, I got that, and then an Escort GT, which was a stick. Oh, then I, I got the I, Vans. I, then I, I went, got family cars after that. I heard escort and then lost you after that. Uh, yeah, it was escort. It it put out. What <laughs> was it? Escort GT. It was a that car was jinx from day one. It was a nice little black and white car. It was like it was it was nice. It it had great pickup. But th- this car, literally the the stick, the stick shift mm-hmm. broke. I mean, it, it, oh, it wow. And I it, like one month. I didn't even made a payment on it. And I, they go, they wanted to charge me for it. I go, well, you know what? You can keep it. Hmm. They go, what? I go, I'm not paying for something that broke. And it was a bolt that came. They wanted to charge me like $145. This car got hit in the fender. Someone keyed it. Someone opened the. I mean, it had dings all over it. it. It was, it was just. I called it the Jonah. It was, it was jinx from the start. Hmm. I couldn't wait to get. That's when we traded in for a, uh, a minivan. That's when we started our minivan craze yeah it's i can drive a stick I, I you know but i grew up in west tennessee it's all flat so i i grew up driving sticks thinking like ah it's no big deal you know and then when i moved to knoxville which is mountains and hills i had never actually driven a stick on a hill before and i was like and so it's oh, how to get get going how to get going when you're rolling back when you let off the brake and you had to have the clutch and the gas i was like oh my god what the hell is this it's all in the timing yeah it is and uh, it's a different skill for sure i know uh, Dell didn't know how to drive a stick and when they closed uh, they closed a rink that he was the manager of my wife was the general manager so they loaded up all the stuff in this u-haul there's a stick and she goes and he goes she gets in the passenger side he goes 
well, I, I can't drive this. What do you mean you can't drive this? I can't drive a stick. So my wife had to turn around and go over, and she always gives ah. him crap, crap to this day that he couldn't drive a stick to. <laughs> Which shocks me because his dad, you know, his dad has trucks and or you know and all that stuff. But anyway, so this show in talking with you guys is dangerous for my wallet. <laughs> what else <are> you buying? <laughs> um, so I just put in a bid. <laughs> Oh, for your for the album, yeah. For the album, yeah. Um, and I, I lowballed, so we'll see. Yeah. I should go in there and, and raise. This will be this will be a momentous occasion, seeing as it will if if it goes through, this will be two pieces of physical media. Well, why don't you wait until so, someone might have it? Like Nick said, it's online somewhere. Because you usually can. Like, I, there's always kind of some weird website you can find downloads of of old out of print records for sure. what's that what's that what's that thing that used to be called lime lime wire or yeah but you never know what you're gonna get that's true you know like and granted the person i'm bidding from probably could have created this from a digital copy but well, i guarantee it's a burn of something because like um um there's a neil young record called times fade time fades away which was out of print basically from it came out in 73 and he never ever allowed a reissue of it because he hated it and I had it on CD 15 years ago, and it wasn't released finally on CD until like two years ago, and all so, that time. And and here here's why I'm I'm a little hesitant because they actually it, the buy it now is, is nineteen dollars, which is interesting. Nothing. Um, I, I would be willing to pay that money, but the fact that he has a, a or best offer, I threw in ten bucks, but like. What's here's what's interesting is like this particular one here is nineteen dollars, but you can I've seen them elsewhere for a hundred dollars, right? Uh, um, does it give so, you a sample of the the yeah, quality? The, the audio, audio. I'm, I'm looking at, and I'll I'll share with you guys on the on screen here what I'm what I'm looking at because it actually does look legit. Hang on one second. I know this is great for people listening. Um, ah, they don't care. Whatever. They stopped listening a while deal, ago. Deal with it. Um, so. It looks legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, no. I mean, if you look at it, it looks like a like a, a really crappy Xerox copy of the cover, though. Just from like the half a second. Oh, that looks like a golfer. I th- there we go. I think it's legit. Well, you can Although tell that CD's that, burned. Yeah. That, that disc is burned. Yeah. <coughs> well, you'll find out because I think they're going to take your best offer. I mean, I mean, if, I mean it's... So what? If you got twenty bucks, you got twenty bucks. It's like, yeah, okay. But wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That uh, was yeah. the that was the other side of the disc. That's the disc. That's the oh. right ink. That's the right artwork. That's mm. interesting. Yeah. Mm. So mm. I think this might be legit. Oh, it's not a golfer. It's a dog. I thought it was a golfer. Yeah. Um, and the seller's got a hundred percent feedback rating. So who knows? All right. I say go for it. Speaking of golfers, I did want to talk about Phil Mickelson uh, real quick. Anybody see what he did? No, <laughs> I because my brother-in-law is a big golfing fan, and you know, obviously Phil Mickelson. I hate to say it, he's from San Diego, and he's had a rough year. His football team got taken away from him, but he, I thought what I when I everyone kept talking about, it, he was trending on Twitter. I go, all right, what did he do that was so bad? And I found out that he chased the golf ball after he missed the putt and hit it. I thought he like launched it into the crowd or did something. All he did was whack it back towards the hole again. You know how you, you're golfing and you just, but that's a big no-no in golf. Hmm. So I'm not, a, I'm not a golfer and I don't know golf etiquette, but I was like, okay, what is the big deal? 
I mean, you you have hockey players are licking each other's faces and they're fighting, and baseball players will throw a hundred mile hour pitch at someone's head, and football players gouge eyes out. But in golf, you take another whack at that ball when it's not your turn. I love Phil Mickelson. I mean, is he even on? He's on the senior tour now, isn't he? No, no, he's no, he's still legit. Yeah, really. All right, well then, okay. Let's see if he's on the senior. He tried. He tried to buy the Padres at one point, but backed out. But uh. No, I just, I just, I like say, but people were outraged by what he did. It's outraged. Stupid. I go, I don't get it. I, just, I yeah, thought it was something worse. I go, um, Jack, Jack, you know as well as all of us do that people get outraged over anything. That's true. He knocked the salt over on the table, <laughs> <laughs> and it took him forever to pick it up. Yeah. Ah. No, I just, I just was, I go, I just thought it was going to be this really big, like he threw his, cl- you know, like uh, uh, Judge Smells does in Caddyshack, mm-hmm. where he throws the, the golf club and hits the his putter and hits the woman in the head. Yeah, uh, I, I thought it was going to be something like that, and I'm like going, all right, this is it. I don't get it, but that that's me, and I'm not, I'm not a golfer, so you golfers out there, I know that there's etiquette, but. When I played sports, I played real sports. So. When I play golf, there is no etiquette. No, well, there isn't. Yeah. Usually, I'm drinking. So, you know, there's so many things though that to me are just absurd to even get upset about or even argue about. It's like when people get, who's better, LeBron or Jordan? I don't Jordan. care. I, yeah, I, I would well, say Jordan. No arguments, but I don't. I don't care. I both really great, don't both care. Are great, both are great players. Both are great players, but I don't care. It's like. In 50 years or 100 years, no one will care. So right. why well, are you getting upset about this? Well, they, they you still, I mean, maybe not basketball. I think baseball is the one sport that statistics mean something. And stat, oh, that's why I said uh, we had a debate on our, years ago on our Facebook page about steroids, how it ruined baseball. Some people said, you know, it's butthurt that you're, I go, no, it ruined forever. Those stats are ruined forever. Yeah. I mean, you, it just, you can't. Be, because I would, I could, when I was a kid, I could have told you anything from baseball, the stats. I could have told you any of it because that, that's what I follow. That's what I loved. And I did. And I, like I said, I would, we'd have the argument who's, who would you put Babe Ruth or Ted Williams? But, you know, you'd go round and round with the different, you know, debates. But, but I like, is it basketball? Eh, probably not. Yeah. Like football. Eh. I mean, does anyone really care who the best quarterback is of all time? Anti-anti-anti-straw guy. Oh, I didn't even realize we lost Chris. Yeah, well, yeah. Never tell. I'm back because you got Tom Brady now. That's against plastic straws. So, <laughs> oh, also Tom Brady talking about retirement. <laughs> it's that time. So that that sucks. Yeah, yeah it does. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the plastic that, that's straws. What's, that's what's really nuts to me as I've gotten older is, is that you know that when you're when you're when you're 18, you think <laughs> 40 is ancient. Oh yeah. Oh. And once you are approaching 40. And you hear about like Manning or Tom Brady or all these people going like, well, I'm 40 years old. I need to retire. You're like, I don't even think of myself as old. I know Jack probably doesn't even think of himself as old. I mean, you never, ever feel old, like ever. Uh, wait till you, no, you, yes, you do. You do? You think, oh, when you're, well, you're back. I understand. Yeah, yeah you, do, it does, you do get to a certain point where you, you can't do things. Yeah, yeah. You, you get to that point, you feel old. I'll tell okay. you though, like you're you the closing on forty. I just turned when I turned what year is it? I just turned thirty-eight. Not yet, right? but close. Are no, you? I turned thirty-eight. Did you? Okay. Yeah, back in May. Okay. Um, 
but um like shoot i remember when my parents turned 40 yeah that freaks me out when i hit 40 it was no my, my wife was upset i i had because i was still in pretty good i was in great 40. I already, we lost you jack so i'm you sorry know. i said i was in better shape it i did my wife was really a, that was a big number for her 40 but at 40 i was in i was in great shape i was in better shape at 40 than i was 30. Hmm. i just was because the kids were older and i could i could go and do more stuff mm -hmm. exercise and we had well we had stuff here too so hmm. but uh yeah but now at 55 oh i'm feeling it hmm. yeah it's just nuts i mean I, I, can't, I can't imagine being 80. oh i know it <laughs> well i'll tell you what i don't want to be the downer but at age 38 i realized that i can't function on more than four hours sleep <laughs> and i've got a 5 a.m start tomorrow all right yeah so are you ready to wrap this up i think so all right so if even you guys, my computer's telling me cut it out if you guys have a suggestion for netflix just uh send it to marymadpodcast at gmail.com or just put it on facebook uh we're not doing a poll this month because we can't figure it unless we can figure out how to work it but yeah, someone just put something on the facebook yeah <laughs> what you guys want to do what you guys want to watch and we'll go from there <coughs> excuse me <coughs> i gotta stop smoking um and then uh, if you like uh, if you like this show, we're a patron-driven show, and who doesn't like this show and other shows on the network, uh, you can become a patron. Go to patron.com slash jayandjack, or just go to jayandjack.com, become a patron. Uh, every little bit helps, helps these shows, and helps keep like people like Matt off the air. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and also, if you shop Amazon like Chris, while he's podcasting. Right. Yeah, I, I bought two forms of physical media. That's something that hasn't happened in 10 years. Five what's, years. The, what's, a ten, what's a 10 hat mean? Oh, 10. This is a. Um, we're going to give free he talked about that, he talked shout outs. Did we? Yeah. Company's called Tentree. Yeah. Matt, Matt asked Every him about it. article of clothing you buy from Tentree, the company plants 10 trees. Oh, okay. Yeah, really needs it. They're literally a Johnny Appleseed. And there's another company. That, there's another company. What was it? Nine that chops them all down. Huh. Nine and I, a half. I'm kidding. Of course. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, anyway, you can go to Amazon.com slash Jack or just go to jandjack.com, click on Amazon. You can buy what Chris was buying, buying lots of stuff. It, this you know, helps support Chris because this podcast literally cost Chris $100 yep. an episode. Sure did. To buy, but that's all we got. And, and next week, Matt will be back. I know he's a favorite. Maybe. Yeah, it's true. And the week after, I'll be gone. Oh, wow. You serious, Clark? On vacation. On vacation. You're always on vacation. What? I get one a year. Yeah. I, I just uh, plan weekends really thoughtfully. Okay. That's, yeah. that's what I'm seeing. All right. And then I've, after that, oh, we'll be in Comic-Con, so I'll be gone. Yeah, me too. We'll take that week off. So. Yeah. All right, guys. And lovely. You see where San Diego, they're going to close that Harbor Road off? I actually love that idea. It's a great idea, except if you have to drive down there. Yeah. Now all those other roads are going to be backed up with traffic. San Diego is an, an interesting – the downtown section of San Diego is really interesting because it's perfectly designed for the wind coming off the ocean to keep the city cool. But there's so many one-way streets that it just messes so bad. And it's been like that forever. But like I said, if you just built a tunnel or put yeah. the bridge there, you would have no issues – you don't even need, need a fancy bridge, just a bridge that can have traffic going, walk, foot traffic going both ways. Cars can keep going. No one would have to stop. 
But yeah, why do it the, all the way down? Yeah, by the because now you're gonna have people complaining that all the back roads, people like me that have to drive in, will be complaining that I look, I'm parking six miles away just because I can walk in. But I, I'm sorry to keep the podcast going because I know Chris wants to go to bed. You're absolutely but, killing me, Nick. Yeah, but because <laughs> I, 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 Chris, I know that you're you're not a. You look like tired, to, Chris. You're not going to Comic Con, but like, have you seen that, Jack? Like, how many companies have dropped out of Comic Con mm-hmm. this year? Game of Thrones is not doing a panel. Westworld's not doing a panel. Stars is not coming. HBO's not coming. I only think Marvel. Nerdist. Coming. So many nerdists coming. <laughs> like, there's so many things. It's like, well, what are we going for? Well, the Jay and Jack panel will still be there at the library. Woohoo! So there you go. There's that. Looking forward to us seeing all ten of you. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we get free passes out of it. That's all that matters. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. Chris needs to get some sleep. I need to get some sleep. Nick needs to get... What are you doing, Nick? Yeah, I'll probably watch some TV. Yeah, it's still early for you. All right, guys. We'll be back next week. Hasta luego. And goodbye. See ya. Das Boot. Yeah.